Welcome one, welcome all to the NFC East Mixtape, a project presented to you in partnership by SB Nation's Blog of the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Hawks Haven, and Big Blue View, SB Nation's home for all NFC East content. I am RJ Ochoa from Blog of the Boys, where we cover the Dallas Cowboys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation, where they cover the uh, E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles, B-L-G. Happy draft week to you, amigo. Why are you chanting the Eagles chant? I mean, I didn't uh, chant. I just spelled. I think it's the dumbest thing. Like people think spelling is a chant. Like the Jets have a chant because they they spell Jets. That's not just spelling. So like first graders are chanting. Is that what we're saying? The Cowboys have a thing. Do they have like a a theme song or like a war cry or anything? No, because they're not pathetic. I mean, they Um, are, but like not for that. I mean, I opening thought. Uh, the beginning of the show, really good episode last week, RJ. Thought by us in terms of in terms of the reception too. Great job, us. To, to great job by us, but also really love the listeners stepping up to uh, say they really liked the quadcast of the uh, all NFC East teams being represented. So you know we'll we'll try to make that happen when we can. I feel like a little bit more often than never. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to that in the future. And also we we talked about condiments. Well, mm-hmm. I think off air. Oh, so. I threw I threw this. This was a great like talking point for me with a lot of people in my life. Like I threw that around a lot last week. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been I've been asking some people too. But you're welcome because uh, that was my question. So I, I said I stole it pe- from someone. Pe- I know. People think people that were like, man, this Brandon guy, he's pretty charming based off of your question. That was actually my question. So the residual charm mm-hmm. is mine. I was uh, no I'm, uh, full transparency. I said, uh, actually, this is a question that my podcast co-host asked me, but I don't even know. I don't think we talked about it on air as much. But in any case, um, I wanted to bring up a thought that's been on my mind, really important before the draft. I feel like the Takis kind of snack. You like the Takis or no? Like the little chips? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like the, like the spicy rolled up tortilla chips flavored. Mm-hmm. Trader Joe's has a version. Uh, not a sponsor. Um, obviously the Taki brand is really good. I don't know. I just, I think those are kind of like underrated and I just think people needed to know that. Are you hot, a hot Cheetos person? Is that like your, you like I'm hot not Cheetos? like grossed out by Cheetos, I, but I don't like seek a Cheeto. Like I can take it or leave it. Um, there's a great, it's not like the puffy Cheeto, but it's like a baked puffy Cheeto. Like we're, if we're just talking like standard Cheetos again, not an ad, uh, but I really enjoy those, but, um, I think it's the it's same like company cool bag of Cheetos um, into frame. Well, I, I, I think it's the same company. I don't like hot Cheetos because I don't like the crunch. I know I realize mm. that's the appeal to Cheetos, but that's not my thing. Um, so they, again, I think it's the same company. They make, they're called hot fries. So it's the same like concept. Oh, yeah. Like, like those are awesome. I love those. Okay. Uh, but it's kind of situational. Like, and you have to be well, practical yeah. with this kind of stuff. Um, as a different example, uh, recently I went and ate crawfish and I was wearing my white United States uh, women's national team jersey. And it was t- like just an awful experience. Like I didn't enjoy it whatsoever because yeah, like, you know, when tough. you eat crawfish, it's like explosion of juice. Um, and so hot fries are kind of similar because your fingers end up red. And like in our line of work, we're using, we're using computer. We're the only people that mm. use computers um, yeah. in corporate America. Uh, and so like your fingers corporate. are all like gunky afterwards. Like it's just, you know, not a good thing. I, I get that. And that is a downside of that kind of snack. Although I will say you said situational. Takis on the beach, man. I think that just works. Oh, dude, it really works. The, that's like I like them like out by the pool. So like yeah. if it's hot outside, right. that's when they're outside, best. Totally agree. Outside, mm-hmm. yeah, you're in a nice relaxing environment. Mm-hmm. A little bit of spice and flavor. It's great. So uh, everyone this summer, go to the beach, get some takis if you want. You know, um, we're not, we're not affiliated, but uh, I think you'll have a good time. 
last thing before we get into today's actual episode two things uh one if you allow me to plug uh this video and podcast are dropping up on blogging the boys and bleeding green nation uh and Hogshaven and big blue view um on wednesday but on tuesday we had demarcus ware on the blog and the boys network so you can listen to that or watch it on either place so go check that out we talked a lot about the 2022 nfl draft obviously uh but the other thing brandon um is this is the draft and so like i mentioned our line of work we're very busy we're doing a lot of things what are you eating like what's your plan what are you going to be eating on thursday night friday night because like you you're we're glued to our computers we're doing all sorts of shows everybody go check out the espionation nfl show and stuff so like it has to be quick it has to be yeah. efficient but it's also the draft so you want to have something somewhat special you know what i mean so like what, what are you doing great question by you uh, you're you. on fire recently mm-hmm. uh, for just the first like time a hot fry life. that's right baby yeah, or a uh, uh, taki. Maybe that's your new nickname for me, Hot Fry. Who knows? Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's what they called you in high school, right? Um, I and to be clear, talk about the Fuego version, which is like I guess the standard. I would say like the red, not because they have the blue. There's the blue taki too. They're not as good to me, um, but the Fuego kind. Anyway, um, uh, so really important question. I remember a couple years ago, I kind of saved like a big meal until after the draft was over. I think that Saturday night, like I wanted to have like a big feast. Um, and I ended up getting uh, from an Indian place in Philly called uh, Tiffin. And that's actually really good. It was just like a nice big way to end the draft. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to do that as much as um, I feel like I have some things on hand. I have like uh, a Stouffer's baked las- like a lasagna. Oh, dude, those are bake. great. Those are great. I, like, I think that could be like two meals for me and just the convenience of it. Like I, I can cook it probably maybe like Thursday during, the, you know, leading up to the evening there. And then I'll just have that for two nights. So that's th- maybe like Thursday and Friday. And then I'll kind of just piece together what else I have here. It's really kind of just grab and go. Uh, what about mm-hmm. you? I think that I'm going, I've been trying to lose some weight lately, been on the treadmill, you know what I mean? Been, been just grinding, but I think I you might treat great, myself. Th- thank you very much. I look like a hot fry. Uh, that's everybody just, everybody knows that's Brandon's nickname for me. Um, but, um, I'm thinking about a water burger, a staple here in the Republic of Texas. Uh, they have a sweet and spicy bacon burger. I get without mustard. Ooh. I'm not not a mustard guy. I know that was a contentious thing with the condiment discussion. Um, but uh, with a large sweet tea and a large order of fries, I just go all out. Um, again, it's the draft. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a cool thing. I'm not like feeling like wings necessarily. And again, that goes back to like Messy. my hands exactly. Yeah. Um, so um, so yeah, that's that's my plan. That's that's how I'm gonna rock. Awesome. Okay, so speaking of the draft, uh, this was your idea. A great idea by you. This is just a harmonious episode of the mixtape. You said, and I actually didn't even follow instructions correctly the first time, so I had to do it a second time. Um, Let's do a mock draft. We use the Draft Network's simulation method, uh, simulator. Um, So not an ad, but the Draft Network is awesome. Not that the other simulators aren't awesome. But uh, look, just throwing out kudos left and right. Um, so we each did a simulation and we each controlled all four NFC East teams to, and we each made the best possible pick that we could for each particular team. Are you ready to begin? Yeah. So we're like the NFC East commissioner. Like we want to see like, mm. if that was a real thing. Like we want the best well, for like, the NFC East. Like, like the, we're, we're like the SEC or like the big 12. Like we're the commissioners of an entire group. Right. We Look want the division as a whole to succeed for this standpoint of like, we want the ratings and everything to be better. So yeah, we're trying to make every team better. We are the beast. Um, okay. Uh, so my top four, since we're going to talk about the Giants pick, uh, Jacksonville. So these were all simulated. Jacksonville took Aiden Hutchinson, who, by the way, on the subject of interviews, you can hear on the SB Nation NFL show this week. Wow. We are also going to share that interview on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel as well. Uh, but he went to Jacksonville. Did he go there for you? Uh, Trayvon Walker went number one in my simulation. So he was- went. He went to Detroit in mine. So that's one and two. Aiden yeah. went two, I assume. Uh, yes. 
Okay, so three for me was Sauce Gardner, and four was Kayvon Thibodeau. Is that... Okay. Well, okay, so Sauce Gardner for me uh, to the Texans at number three, but then Evan Neal, uh, this, the first offensive tackle comes off the board right above the Giants' first pick. That made things or makes things complicated because I took Evan Neal for the Giants. I think yeah. we, we've talked about that. That's something Ed talked about during the quadcast. Got to establish that offensive line. Ed's in love with him. Um, I'm, so I'm, I'm, you know, listening to my head coaches and whatnot within my conference as the overall commissioner. Uh, Evan Neal was my pick, but you couldn't take him for the Giants. Right. And uh, that's who I would have taken, to be clear, as well. I just think uh, I think it's close between him um, and um, – the other guy's name that I can never pronounce, Ikim, um, from right. Ikim, Equ- the North Carolina State, Carolina, tackle, yeah, right. North Carolina State. Um, but I just think you know, you're talking about a guy who is 21 years old and played for Alabama, like it's just you know, you can't, you can't, you can't overthink that to me. Like, <laughs> I get an Alabama offensive lineman, uh, I think you're gonna go right with that, so or like an Alabama receiver, like all of them except Devontae well, Smith are awesome, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just really ashamed to say that about Devontae Smith when you know it's not true but um obviously you know we've talked before too about the Giants you know being a real contender to trade down with one of these picks and and maybe uh as the the number five pick and obviously we can't we're not doing trades in this draft just as you know a little spoiler but um you know there's a scenario maybe where the offers aren't coming in and they just want to stick and pick and I think getting an offensive tackle whether it's Ecom or whether it's Evan Neal um I I think those guys are better bets yeah, I agree. If the Giants walk out of this with a tackle and a future first rounder, I think it's a success. I think if they walk out yeah. with a tackle and something, it's a success. Like they just have to. If, and if you can draft the first tackle off the board, like I did at least for them, yeah. like that's again home run sort of thing. I it's unfortunate, but the Giants are really kind of headed in the right direction. Um, so this one is pretty easy. Unfortunately, pretty chalk. Although we did have differing results. Um, so let's see who did the Panthers take because they took a team in my mock. Um, so at number six, they have Charles Cross going off, who has been connected to the Giants a lot, especially I think if they do trade down from five and probably going to be on the board there for them uh, at seven, at least. I just want to touch on the Giants offensive line real quick, too. So, OK, let's say they add a uh, Evan Neal. I mean, I guess you're you know having him play right tackle. So you have Andrew Thomas at left tackle and Neal on the right side. Like that's a pretty good bookend, you know, to kind of to fill the interior, obviously on the inside not really any mainstays they signed mark lewinsky from the right. Colts. it's kind of just like but like it's it takes time it's a project yeah it's right? like that's a that's a really and john feliciano was clearly a placeholder too but like okay that's like that's a somewhat respectable offensive line now and obviously a lot of promise moving forward you have an nfl quality offensive line like that's yeah. and that's a massive improvement and they've been trying to you know and like you said don't overthink it they've been trying to like reassess and reestablish this offensive line for what like 10 years at this point i mean just so don't overthink it and that's like if they, they walk away with any of these three i think it's it's fine i think it's fair um you can have your argument that's kind of what ed touched on too like whichever one you prefer or whatever it's your um brian Broaddus, who does a great job covering the nfl draft but has been a, a cowboys mainstay forever always talks about like it's flavors of ice cream at this point like you're, you're picking your favorite um so they're all good they're all ice cream so okay so Harry um, once used that analogy when the eagles traded up to number two and he was like you know do what do you like vanilla or chocolate or then well, brian Broaddus once to... worked for the eagles so well, there you uh, go. let's not forget that but um okay so um the giants and the Panthers both walk away with tackles in both mocks. Uh, so that puts us back on the clock at seven. Do you want to tell me for the Giants, obviously? Uh, do you want to go first? I went first last time, so maybe you should hear. I have them taking Kayvon Thibodeau, who it seems like there's some smoke that he could fall 
uh, I think there, might... there were there was a report actually on Monday that he might fall and the Cowboys are keeping tabs on that and they might mm. trade up the Cowboys if they included their second round pick uh, by way of the Jimmy Johnson trade chart they could get up maybe to 14 mm. uh, so you'd have to fall a little bit longer of a ways but I would I feel like you know that's interesting the Ravens pick I feel like they might just take him at that point um, you know I feel like that's like that's a kind of a Ravens pick they would make instead of trading out but in any mm-hmm. case um yeah oh, jordan davis is gonna be a raven like by the way like that's well, super obvious yeah i'm not i'm not um i mean unless maybe let's say again uh thibodeau was there but yeah I, I could see jordan davis easily going to 14 but um for the giants to be able to get a kind of foundational left tackle or a right tackle whatever offensive tackle for them and then also to improve the trenches because for as bad as the offensive line has been that's always been like the bigger story i feel like rightfully so with the giants but RJ, when was the last time they had a pass rusher that was like even respectable that you feared? Like Leonard Williams has been obviously kind of has come on as it's an interior the, player, but talking it's about the 2011 a, a squad, that's who yeah. like the Justin, Justin Tuck, Tuck OC, yeah, like it's that um, whole crew. Who else is in there that I can't J- remember? JPP, um, yeah. and OC. Well, OC, I don't think was there in 2011. OC, and who else? Um, well, Michael like Strahan was in 07. But, um, um, uh, oh, that, yeah, yeah. now you're, you're wow. digging way, uh, in. But yeah, like even just like over, like we're talking edge rushers and this was like Thibodeau was the pick, but like even defensive players, like I was never afraid of Landon Collins. No. Like like they they haven't had a linebacker that like struck fear in me or any sort of corner. You like I never like that one good season. In I was never like, again, I like Dez had like a beef with him. And so like, I was never like into it. Like, but I just, I, they have not had a like, again, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys theme here. They haven't had a player that has been who Micah Parsons is or even anything close in the last since Michael Strahan. Is that fair to say? I guess. Yeah. Um, I, yeah anything they had maybe a one season wonder, but not much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's depressing for Giants fans, but okay. That's a good pick. Um, obviously he was unavailable for me because he went to the other New York team. Um, the J E T S jets, jets, jets to give the chant. Uh, these two teams, it should always be said tied for the least amount of wins in the NFL. Are we ever going to see some separation there? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, like think I, like, I don't really know you. You're more of an East coast person, obviously. Um, is that like a real rivalry? Like do the giants and jets, like, is that like a thing? Is it like, and I, I truly don't know, like, do like Yankees and Mets fans hate each other? Like, do Knicks and Nets fans? Like, is that like a, a real big divide? I think Yankees and Mets was bigger, the Subway Series, as right. it's called, um, than a... Because, you know, the Giants and Jets just don't play, obviously, very often. They play in the Snoopy preseason Bowl. every year. Snoopy Bowl. I don't even know what that is. Um, That's the... I think, I, I believe, the origin of that is um, the MetLife company, like... I think Snoopy is a part of their branding. So they call it the Snoopy Bowl because it's MetLife Stadium. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really think there's a whole lot to that. Um, the way I think of it is kind of it's like an enemy of my enemy is my situ- uh, is mm-hmm. my friend kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, Eagles fans and Jets fans can agree that the Giants suck. Mm-hmm. Well said. Uh, both gain greens. Anyway, uh, for me, um, I was debating here between Derek Stingley and Kyle Hamilton because I could not take uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously. And I know what Ed said as well. I factored, obviously, the quadcast and our discussions into my picks. I went with Kyle Hamilton. I, I Again, I understand positional value. I understand blah, 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 whatever. He's awesome. He's a baller. He's, he's a stud. He's arguably the best player in the draft. And I think that the Giants are going to not overthink things. And that would really suck. I, I like my mock for them more than I like yours, honestly, um, which means I prefer yours to be reality. If 
and like that gives them and i don't believe in like people say like oh they need to draft like a face of the franchise like i don't believe in that at all but kyle hamilton can become like the face of their defense and they, they are lacking um for lack of a better way to put it they're lacking people to put on the media guide you know what i mean and kyle hamilton turns into one of those players like right away the future all of a sudden looks a lot brighter for new york in a lot of different ways i think it's pretty hard for them to go wrong like the only way they could mm-hmm. go wrong i feel like is they somehow like traded up like if they package this or something like no like stay put make your picks at the very least obviously i think the ideal situation like we talked about is them getting a 2023 pick somehow obviously ideally a first uh and a move back i mean maybe again they trade back I don't think it would be as good for what we've talked about the Saints trade. Like, I think you don't really want that as much as you want a future pick. But if they if they did and they moved back to 16 or whatever, yeah, 16 and 19, like, okay, then all of a sudden they have three first round picks to work with and and they could. So there's, it's hard for them to go wrong. Is, is yeah, my I, I don't think there's like a Cleveland Farrell sitting out there like that, that like, you know, yeah. that I mistake is not Maybe if Trayvon Walker falls to them, maybe that wouldn't be. Like, I think, because I feel like he, and, and I don't know, I don't have like the strongest take on Trayvon Walker because he's out of the Eagles range, but I feel like, you know, maybe he could kind of be like a Solomon Thomas, maybe kind of being mm-hmm. like a little bit overrated, but, but I don't even know that he's going to get it to number five. So I don't even know if they have to worry about that. Uh, the first receiver in the mock I did went to Atlanta at number eight, Garrett Wilson. Who did they take for you? Uh, so at eight, the Falcons made the same pick and yeah, okay. that is the first wide receiver off the board. Charles Cross went to Seattle and Trevor Penning went to the Jets for me. Interesting. Um, for me, yeah, it was Malik Lewis. And to be clear here, folks, in the case, you know, I didn't make it clear, um, or RJ, like these, the, the non-NFC East picks here are simulated. Again, right. just want to stress that we didn't pick this. Um, but Malik Willis goes off the board to Seattle. Uh, Russ's replacement. Uh, wow. Mm. He must have some strong feelings about that. And then uh, Derek Stingley. Goes I, uh, gets... I asked DeMarcus Ware about Russell Wilson in the interview. Um, oh, man. I I did not do the impersonation. Uh, <laughs> wow, you coward! You, you know, coward! You know, it's, it's it's just you know sometimes it's there's a time and a place and uh, and for me the, the the time is now and and it's it's really always been now. Now is now is a state of being and um How and the place is that... here. The place the place is in Denver, mile, mile high. Let let's ride. How good would that have been if you just like t- like did like a you know a fifteen minute interview whatever you did with him and then like you know ten minutes into it you just changed your voice without any kind of warning and you just went into that bit. Oh, I man, um, great. I'm I'm having like a panic attack even just thinking about doing that. But uh, anyway, okay, so uh, just, like, who did looking the... at you like what is going on? Uh, who did the Jets take for you? Stingley, Derek. Okay, Stingley, okay, Stingley. okay, okay. Um, so um, he went no he's still on the board or was still on the board Mm. for me um so now we're on the clock with washington um again number of different directions that they could go um but again factoring in what stabby said factoring in the team factoring in what they've done this offseason factoring in the fact that terry mclaurin still doesn't have a deal it felt like they have to get a wide receiver and again like we laugh at carson wentz but do everything you can to help him out like that's sure. that's the, the boat you're in right now like you made this bed so you might as well lie in it uh i took drake london um i, I mm. feel like that's just that makes a lot of sense uh give give him a star uh, opposite of terry mclaurin and on paper that offense is not the worst in the nfl i mean you've got carson wentz terry mclaurin drake london antonio gibson um jd mckissick who hated the bills like, what a loser move by the way like to choose the commanders over the bills uh Logan Thomas, if that ever works itself out, and then a defense that seemingly should regress back towards the mean this year, like that's not the worst place to be. So Drake London, uh, despite being a bigger guy, kind of works on the slot a lot. 
and uh, maybe Washington could see him as like their their new Zach Ertz, kind of obviously a different position, not exactly, you know, it's a wide receiver to tight end, but um, like that bigger guy who can kind of be an underneath target. I think maybe that's what they could be thinking there. Should be noted that Todd McShay uh, in a post for Monday on ESPN Plus, he wrote about like things he's hearing around the league and and he connected Jake, uh, uh, Drake London to Washington. Also, Chris Olave uh, could be a little uh, Buckeyes pairing there in landover maryland and uh drake london doesn't really scare me honestly like i would kind of i would prefer washington to take him because i think there's some kind of like bust potential there or at least i think he might not be anything overly stellar chris olavi scares me a little bit more just because i feel like he even if he might be like a little limited and and he might be something of a one-trick pony i mean higher floor yeah is valuable like he can Mm -hmm. get deep in carson wentz again for all his faults and he will overthrow people deep i've seen it but like he does have a strong arm. So in theory, you know, if this guy is blazing down the field, uh, maybe there's some, you know, potential for big plays there. So uh, I think they kind of really like have to go receiver <laughs> this pick. Again, we've talked about how they just have So nothing. you took Olave. So I made a pick for them, um, but I, I did not take that uh, because I will say uh, I, I think they have to go receiver unless there isn't like obvious player that falls to them instead that probably shouldn't be there at number 11 and i went with kyle hamilton here just because Ah. uh, i was i was between this and receiver but i was like i just don't think you can pass on him because i think there's a chance he doesn't even make it to that pick and obviously you lose uh they you know they they parted ways with landon collins right where is landon collins now or is he still open market okay wow still just floating out there um not a good player anyway uh yeah so i think that's that's a nice pick for them in terms of like an organization that has a lot of bad culture, but I think he could be like a good culture guy for them. Uh, and actually maybe like a real leader and not like a fake tough guy, kind of like Lady right. Collins. So I think that'd be a, a, a solid pick by them. It doesn't help again, their big need for a receiver, but uh, if he's there, I think it's tough for them to pass on him. Like Stingley is another guy. I think could be interesting at that spot in terms of like, they could really use, you know, a, a star kind of corner, but I just feel like I said to Stabby last week, if Stingley goes to Washington, I have like no confidence in that working out. There's too many red flags in his profile for me to feel like Washington is going to be the team that like hits on him. Well, and like their risks that they have taken Washington and I use the word risks very widely have not worked out. Um, Darius Geis, Bryce Love, different situations, different risks, but you know what I mean? Like they have, you know, they have yet to take somebody that has these like, man, is it going to work in the NFL cases and seeing it actually work in the NFL? Right. Um, so I agree. And that, that was my, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. My, that's that exact logic was why I took him to the giants. Like at a certain point, it's just like, he's the best player. We just make it work. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to turn this down, whatever, et cetera. Um, so that sucks. So we both have Kyle Hamilton winding up in the NFC East. Um, you have him in Washington. I have him in New York. I would prefer him in Washington if I'm being honest. Hmm. Um, cause I would, you know, I think that they would hinder his ceiling and his growth and his potential more. Um, so hopefully again, I'm liking your mock as far as reality more. Um, Derek Stingley was an option, as mentioned. He went to Minnesota for me at twelve. Yeah, that's a and, very popular pick. Right. Um, <laughs> I see that in every mock. Uh Jermaine Johnson went to the Texans at thirteen, and Jordan Davis went to the Ravens at fourteen. Mm. Again, it's a classic Ravens thing. Like, and then like if this were to happen, all of the grades on Friday morning would be like the Ravens killed the draft. The Ravens, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, it would just be like freaking out, et cetera. Um, so that takes us to the Philadelphia Eagles at 15. Uh, well, hold up. Who did the Ravens take for you? Hey, Texans and Ravens take for you? Well, the, the Vikings took Jordan Davis. He's mine okay. at number 12. So he's with, wearing purple one way or the other. 
There you go. Um, devastated because I would really like Jordan Davis to fall to the Eagles. Not the end of the world, um, depending on who else they get. But like that's that's a that's a blow. I would in my perfect you know situation, the Eagles get Jordan Davis and Jamison Williams. Uh, so then Drake London comes off the board at number thirteen to the Texans. Uh, Zion Johnson, a popular Dallas Cowboys target, is kind of a little bit earlier than expected. I think off the board here at number fourteen to the Ravens, mm-hmm. leaving. The Eagles with the guy I wanted if I couldn't get Jordan Davis, and that is one Jamison Williams. RJ, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a another uh, little tidbit yep. in that Todd McShay piece that said like the the Eagles' preference reportedly, and take that for what it's worth. There's a lot of you know, smoke out there, but they're, reportedly their preference is Jamison Williams, and I mean that makes a lot of sense. Like they've tried to get a receiver this offseason and they failed, and they went to the Alabama well last year. I think it did well for them, and with Jamison Williams, like. This guy is a no doubt about it top 10 pick if he doesn't have the ACL tear. And I don't know if you saw this as well, but like I think his camp kind of posted a video of him jogging and running around. Like he looks pretty good. Like he looks like this idea that I talked about this with Jimmy Kempsey and BZN Radio. We did our seven round mocks, and I, I believe I had Jamison Williams as my first pick here as well. And I was just like, this idea he's going to miss the whole rookie season. Like, where's that coming from? Like, like uh, Landon Dickerson had an, an ACL tear late in December, I believe, last year, and he played. He was like ready to play by week two, and that doesn't mean that's the norm, and every player will be like that. But the idea is going to like have to even be on the pup list. He might not even have to be on that. He might miss like three games, whatever. Like, who, but who cares? That's that's no, no, no bearing on my pick here. Especially the Eagles aren't like all in to win this year. They can afford a player to miss three games. I think Jameson Williams is a really good bet. I hate that I agree with every words you said um i would be scared if washington got him i would be too um it would be interesting to talk about this next week if he went to washington and then the eagles took drake london just to kind of hear your (sighs) um as i fight off a sneeze um hear your kind of like um sadness all right i did it oh my god nice are you okay i survived uh that was an intense sneeze um i got my eyes to water um it's because I'm allergic to crab and we're talking about the Eagles. Uh, but uh, but anyway, crab. I, yeah, crab too. We were just talking about the Ravens. Um, and I don't know if you know, Baltimore's got great crab. The, the, I was going to say, the, like, the, the, I wonder how many ma- people like don't know about like Baltimore, like being like a big crab place. Like just that. I mean, uh, I said it now, but I was like, <laughs> you're just gonna, like, let the, that go um, over. I hate those like bets. Like when, like, I don't know, Baltimore were to play when they played the Niners in the Super Bowl, and it was like the mayor has 10 pounds of crab, like, wagered on the Super It's like, okay, like, we have don't you ever heard of crab fries? No, that sounds awesome, though. What is that? So, it's actually there isn't any crab involved, at least uh, here in Philly, but uh, there's a place called Chickies and Pete's where it's just like cheese fries, but they sprinkle like a, a healthy dose of a Old Bay seasoning on there, dude. That and sounds just, legit. Yeah, the, the fry and they're like a crinkle cut and the fries mixed with like the melty. It's not like, um, you know, like just melted sliced cheese. It's like a cheese sauce, like a saucy, like, again, it's like a white kind of cheese and the, the, the seasoning. I think they're great. I think any kind of fry is really good, generally. Sure. Like, um, you know how Burger King has those chicken fries? They're like chicken tenders and fries. Like, those are awesome. Like, if you do anything in fries, I'm all about it. Different thing, um, but just near the subject. Um, have you ever had Cousins Main Lobster? I imagine you have. Like, No. But the, like, food truck, you know what I'm talking about? It's on Shark no. Tank? It was on Shark Tank, and it was like, I guess, I think they were two cousins, and they, like, developed a food truck, and they, like, sell lobster rolls. Um, and they had one at the apartment complex my wife and I lived at a long time ago. 
and we went and tried it and holy crap it was sick but i first saw it on shark tank so the lobster roll was that's what you got. yeah well yeah. no the the like the business the cousins made oh. lobster and barbara invested in it and so then it became like again it's mostly like an east coast thing i think they're from like like boston or like that neck of the woods um and that's so where lobster just, comes from yeah. right right well it's, it's a food truck and they sell it hot and cold but you must eat a lot of lobster rolls hot or cold what's your preference i don't really i mean i haven't i haven't had a ton of them um I know there's different ways to do it hot and cold too. I feel like the hot one gets a certain, like one gets like butter, the other one gets mayo or whatever. Like there's like a different mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. the sauces and, and uh, I don't know. I'm not like the biggest seafood guy. I kind of pick my spots with seafood. I don't just love everything across the board. Lobster. I've had it. I think it's fine, but uh, it always comes back to why would I be eating this when I can eat pizza instead? You, um, you ever hear that joke when you're like six years old, like I'm on a seafood diet. I see food, I eat it. Ha, 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 well, ha, ha. I, I remember the uh, the little middle school thing where like like do you want do you like seafood? And then you would like stick really disgustingly the food that you're chewing at lunch like out of your mouth at your friends. See <laughs> food. So so my like joke was really clever. Yours was really disgusting. I didn't do that very... to be clear. I'm saying that I had that mm-hmm. done to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't grow up around the right people. Let's just say that. Um, Anyway, um, getting back to this, I took Jameson Williams for the Eagles, and I was really bummed about it. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. It's the first pick that we're in lockstep agreement on, by the way, uh, right? And and some of that is the circumstance of it all, like the simulations were different. But but yeah, I mean, this this is a solid pick. I I would be nervous about this. He'd be the best receiver on the Eagles roster right away because uh, one number two would be Jalen Rager. Number three would be Devontae Smith. Jalen Rager, Rager, who sounds like he might actually get traded or – I mean, I would at least I would hope. I mean, I don't know for what. By the way, we didn't mention Kadarius Tony. That's something to watch. Oh, you know, dude, that uh, is the guy so you said was like the funny. second best receiver in the class last year. Totally not mentioning Jalen Waddle. I said that Jamar partly, Chase. partly to troll. Yeah, um, but, but Jalen Waddle. It was, um, yeah. So um, pretty funny. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The New Orleans Saints took Chris Olave at 16 for me. How about you? Um, just what a disaster, by the way, though. Too. Like, the trade down was really good for the Giants last year. Obviously, Gettleman did a great uh, job yeah. with that. I mean, but but just, like, to pick Kadarius Tony because you missed out on Devontae Smith, and you had to get a receiver. And I think Tony is talented, but, like, there's so many just, red flags with him. But but some of, some of that is, like, this sounds weird. Some of it's not the Giants' problem. Like, their culture's broken. Like, it, it was not a wise pick in that sense. Like, you know, like, they were, they were not going to be the place that he could flourish. Um but there's so, a lot of loser energy coming from him. Like he won't even attend like voluntary stuff. Like that right, was an issue right, last right. year too. Like there's just like too many things where it's like, this is not the guy. Like, he's just not locked in. He clearly is not like locked in. And maybe again, the giants deserve some blame, but there's some, there's some issues on his end as well. Um, I wonder, and- um, by the way, how many times a team has like picked up a future first in a trade like the giants did. And it wound up being inside the top 10. Hmm. Um, so the not, giants can't did- be too often. But, but the Giants did it and the Seahawks did it, right? The this Patriots year. did it uh, at one point. One well, point and, the, time. and the Dolphins did it uh, by way of the Texans pick, the Tunsil pick and everything like that. Um, right. But so 
interesting perspective for all the like future firsts that are potentially being dealt. So um, I do think the Eagles have the best chances of having that next year. But anyway, uh, so who did New Orleans take for you at 16? I took Chris, so, Chris Olave on my end. Last thing I'll say about Jamison Williams, it's, that's one of the few players that gets me really like excited. Like There's a bunch of players in this range that the Eagles could take and it's like fine or like good pick, whatever. But Jamison Williams is exciting. But at number 16, the second quarterback goes oh, off the board, Desmond Ritter. Oh, New Orleans above. Yeah. Kenny Pickett. Okay. All right. So New Orleans, this was the original Colts pick. Correct. That went to Philly that went to yes. New Orleans. Okay. And it'd be interesting uh, for uh, Eagles fans to be rooting against Desmond Ritter. <laughs> it would. Uh, the Chargers took Devonte Wyatt on my end at 17. Okay. Uh, Jermaine Johnson falls to okay. number 17. Someone I strongly considered at number 15 could be in play. I don't think he's going to fall this far, but we'll see. So that takes us to 18 in the Eagles. And I was a little bit stuck here. Like the Jamison Williams thing was really yes. obvious. It was, it was really like, okay, this is an easy dot to connect. Um, I, so I don't know that like, maybe you won't like this, but I just kind of thought like, what, what makes sense? Like what's high floor? What's a, a solid bet. So I took Trent McDuffie. I feel yeah. like solid pick for the Eagles. You strengthen your secondary. Um, so you've built up your, you know, your receiver room, your secondary room, you're in a weird spot as a franchise overall, but this, I think this is the best step to take, assuming you can't trade out again. I think the Eagles, when it comes to the question of like, should they trade up or trade down? It's really both. They should trade up ideally for a little bit from uh, 15 to get Jordan Davis or Jamison Williams to make sure you don't get sniped for those kind of players. You should also probably trade down for number 18. Cause like to your point, I think that's speaking to kind of where the talent kind of just dips off and you're not really feeling super stoked about anyone at that pick. So it wouldn't be the worst thing if they stayed there, but it's, it's not like it, you're not excited about it. And I just feel like there's probably better value in moving down. And I think it's relevant. And I was talking uh, again about this with Jimmy on BGN radio, but you look at the Steelers there at number 20, and maybe they want to move up a couple picks because maybe the Saints don't take a quarterback at 16 and they're worried about them get, getting one at 19 or, or some other team kind of sniping uh, the Steelers at 19. So I, I, I think there's a potential uh, trade opportunity uh, for the Eagles to move back, if not with Pittsburgh, with some team. I think Peter King had them moving back to the Packers at number 22. Um, so I think there will be an opportunity for the Eagles to move back, even if just slightly. I had them taking Trent McDuffie as well. Uh, I had them taking Karlaftis in the mock I did for BGN. I didn't want to do that again, even though he was still on the board, just because that's kind of boring from a content perspective and me just doing the same exact thing and talking about the same exact points. Uh, with McDuffie, I'm not thrilled about it. Um, I think cornerback is obviously like, – it's a big hole on the Eagles roster because it's Darius Slay, and can you name the other starting cornerback? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, Maddox? I mean, he's in the slot, but like if you're talking about outside – it could be Zach McPherson, who showed some promise, but was like a fourth round pick last year. And the Eagles have a bunch of just like day three kind of young players that they seem to be kind of excited about. I tend to think they can, might be able to work through that and maybe adding a pick later just because in Jonathan Gannon's defense, you're asking, these are cover two corners who aren't like asked to be, you know, play like man and, and they don't have the toughest assignments and their safeties are playing like 50 yards behind them anyway. So it's like they're not just out there on an island. So uh, I don't necessarily love it from a resources standpoint. I think it's a fine pick. should mention here that Trent McDuffie is actually Dane Brugler's number two cornerback, uh, which is interesting, just behind Ahmad Gardner uh, in uh, his rankings. Um, I, I, a lot of people have talked about how he's like a clean prospect. Didn't really have like, you know, the playmaking. Uh, only had two interceptions at Washington, 10 passes defense. He did have three, four stumbles. But like, so this, yeah, I'm not thrilled about it at all. 
but uh, I think he can be a starter, so it's fine. I, again, I think this is the best pick. I, mean, I don't think you're like quite making lemonade out of lemons. Like it's not like it's it's not like the world is ending here sort of situation. It just this speaks to the the class. Like there's not there's 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 only like a dozen or so Baker's dozen whatever like true first round grades that you can hand out. So anybody else you're kind of like eh, whatever. Um, I think in this 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 is a reason why if you're an Eagles fan, first of all sucks uh but you should be rooting against new orleans to draft a quarterback first because you you want this to be that that pivot point for the second quarterback to come off the board um so that's one you know level of interest here um other than that i mean you know cool good good for you eagles i mean uh, oh i was gonna say this too uh you made me think of it um who did sauce Gardner go to in your mock um the The texans okay i am already saying this now and i realize this is not like a you know whoa like i'm the first person to say this it is going to be so annoying on friday whatever team that drafts him like the sauce stuff is going to be they're going to beat it to death right away like you know what i mean they're going to ruin it right away like it it will take less than 24 hours for it to get old what's the best team he could go to in terms of like marketing for sauce Mm, texas barbecue sauce like Like, so texans works out yeah Mm. Because um, like what what other condiment has the word sauce in its name? Barbecue sauce is the only one. The last thing, like I'll maybe say, tomatillo sauce, but also like a southern Texas like near the border type of thing. The last thing I'll say about uh, the Eagles is that I believe even though they did get the 2023 first round pick from the Saints and they got the 2024 second round pick, I think right. Um, this they're not done. Like they need to get because we've talked about at length all those other teams that have first round picks next year i still believe at some point in this draft it doesn't ask i mean ideally it would be another first but like that's not realistic to expect that um ideally they still need to pick up another first or not another extra another pick in a future year it doesn't necessarily have to be 2023 i think but either in 2023 or 2024 they need an extra pick at some point um okay so that takes us we have the cowboys left and i have uh the dallas cowboys pre-draft press conference to get to so just so people everybody knows how the sausage is made that's when we're recording this um they're about to be speaking shortly so you know chop chop blg uh the five picks uh between the eagles and the cowboys for me uh my simulation new orleans did take a quarterback it was not desmond or it was malik willis Mm. uh for me Pittsburgh took Desmond Ritter. So there go two quarterbacks, which I'm fine with. Push other players down the board. Super awesome. Happy to see. Um, New England took Devin Lloyd. Green Bay took George Karlaftis. Not a wide receiver. A lot of people think that's happening. Um, And Arizona took Kair Elam. So uh, what were the five picks for you? So similar, uh, but it's Trevor Penning to the Saints at number 19. They fill a hole at left tackle there. Uh, Kenny Pickett stays in Pittsburgh. You can imagine. Oh, man. Did you know that they work out the same facility? Wow. Yeah. How cool. Things you would get tired of. uh, (laughs) Staying in Pittsburgh would be really on brand. Uh, I feel like that's a reason. It would be like they didn't draft Dan Marino in 1983. (laughs) So they made sure to get the, the Panther this time around. I feel like. Pitt is such a lame name for a school, by the way. It's so lazy. Like, just like Pitt. Like think think of like any other state that like abbreviated it or like shortened itself as the name of a school. Like I like I know that Cal goes by Cal, but it's it's like it's like California University, right? Like what is the There's multiple ones, right? Yeah, so it's it's not just like and even Cal sounds like pit. It sounds gross. Like imagine like especially when you're saying it like that. If a Florida if a Florida school was like floor. Like Florida means flower in Spanish. Like that'd be kind of cool actually, but like pit. Like it just sounds gross, dude. I like 
I, and like it's so uh whatever but uh, okay so can you pick a ghost they're gonna stuff some fries in kenny pickett's helmet and draft him um mm-hmm. that's a little permanti's joke oh uh, permanti's is awesome pittsburgh is I so disagree. much better than philly i've had wow. oh this is a terrible take i've had it and i wanted oh, it to dude. be good i was excited but the fries weren't even good i loved when i went to pittsburgh for the cowboys Steelers game in 2016 awesome like great sports town great sports vibe i obviously this was uh november so i obviously didn't go to a game but pnc park I'm, I'm going to just, like, say best yeah. baseball park in America. It's really cool. You, all the bridges and stuff in the background. Yeah, The, the banks of the three rivers. See, like, what does Philly have? It has it's nothing like rivers. that. Like, it's Pittsburgh is the lie. best city in Pennsylvania. It's two rivers. Anyway, um, Chris Olave at uh, 21 to the, the Patriots. We have Carl Aftis also at, to the Packers like you did, and then also Elam to the Cardinals. So that leaves us at the Cowboys pick at number 24. So the options for me that I – uh, seriously considered zion johnson was gone not mm-hmm. gone for me gone uh, for me no he, yeah. he was uh wait, no i don't uh, think he was for you he was no gone he's, for me he's not gone. So, uh, you're right i i debated between zion who i did not pick obviously uh kenyon green and Traylon burks those are my three sort of situations i prefer kenyon green to zion johnson like if, if i have the option i'm taking uh kenyon green it's really a decision for me between Kenyon Green and Traylon Burks or Chris Olave. Like, so mm. it's it's like a choose your own adventure. Do you want the adventure beginning with a guard or do you want the adventure beginning with a receiver? And the value is better at receiver. Like, you're going to get a much better value, you know, overall if you take the receiver at 24 and then, you know, draft Jamari Sawyer or whatever at 56 and get your guard there. But, dude, they have to get guard. Yeah. They have to. That's the, They have not addressed it. They, they have a ge- – and Cowboys fans love to hate on Connor Williams. They're going to miss him. They, they they literally miss him. They are literally trying to fill the void that he left in free agency. He was a starter for four years. I know that he had penalties and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. But he was a very solid player for them. And so I went Kenyon Green. It sucked to pass on Traylon Burks, but that's where I'm at. Also took Kenyon Green. I just think the yeah, the place the Cowboys are in. And you look at the historical bus rates at certain positions. I think there's more volatility with receiver, especially in a class where there's like not a consensus. There's kind of like, you know, a lot of split opinions on these guys. Uh, and I think just getting a surefire, uh, you know, it's a guard, so it's not like the most premium pick, but still, like you're you're later in the first round. That's not the biggest deal. Uh, if I, I'll go back to what I said last year, if the Cowboys are going to be undone, I think it's going to be more about their their offensive line than their receiver situation. Like suddenly, like they have enough at receiver with Michael Gallup and CD Lamb. I disagree. They have enough. Like, well, I, I mean, don't... they have enough to like not that they're stacked, but they have enough. Like they don't have to pick a receiver. Is my no? I, I think they're like they will take a receiver in the top 100. Like I would bet I mean, that's fine. But like they don't have to take one in the first round. Is the point? I don't know. I mean, they can. But I just I think it's better for. I think it would be more prudent to take the offensive lineman. Go with, uh, kind of your meat and potatoes kind of draft. Straightforward, eat your vegetables kind of draft. Um, as as opposed to like the icing, uh, on a cake. Uh, which is more, you know, maybe satisfying, more sugary, more sweet, but isn't going to last you. Isn't as uh, the sustenance isn't there. I think offensive line is the is the better way for the Cowboys to go. So apparently, during the team's pre-draft press conference, Stephen Jones just said it's a very middle of the draft. Or it's very middle of the draft heavy. Excuse me, and said that uh, it's it's deep uh, rounds three through five. And I know we 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 didn't trade back again as mentioned several times in this this exercise, but. That would be my dream, especially like in my situation where Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson, and Traylon Burks were all available. Move back. 29 with mm-hmm. the Chiefs is a popular spot that like in all this stuff we've done, yeah. like that that makes sense, especially if Kansas City, if they value a receiver, you know, and they really don't want to take a chance, move back, 
pick up an extra top 100 pick. You need those right now and get your other chance in the third round. And then still, you'll very likely still walk. I'm, a lot of people like the Bucks generally also end up with one of the guards sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you're sure to walk away with somebody who you really like. And even if it's not that, um, I don't think I'm making certain. Uh, oh, uh, George Karlaftis was still on the board for me as well. Okay. Um, so, oh, no, I'm sorry. He went to Green Bay. At oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. But, right. yeah. But like, I'm, I mean, we do a billion mocks, but like he has been there a lot. So like if you have some combination of that, like and I'm fine with any of those picks, especially if you trade back. If you pick up a top 100 pick, I'm down. That would be two straight years of moving back for the Cowboys. Obviously moved back with Philly last year. Um, but Ken Young Green is my kind of like if I have to pick a name that I want, like yours is Jamison Williams. That's mm-hmm. where I'm looking to go. I think uh, it's kind of it's hard for a lot of these teams. I must feel like to go wrong. I mean, they can obviously it's possible, but in terms of like and obviously you know the draft is a crapshoot to some extent. But in terms of making good bets, I think for the most part, except for the, the Eagles pick at eighteen, which we didn't really feel strongly about, I think one of those offensive linemen is going to be there for the Cowboys. And if there's not, there's probably going to be a receiver. I guess I could just see receiver being where they go wrong the most, though. I don't think they're going to go wrong with the offensive linemen. I could see them taking the receiver and that receiver not being like the guy. Again, just I will to- be happy about it. And again, I think the value of it makes sense. Um, it's not as big of a need, but it, it will upset me more that they have acted the way they have to this point, because I understand not being able to turn down the value that Traylon Burks or Chris Olave would present if they're on the board at 24, but that's like the Cowboys have generally done a very good job of, of like, of addressing holes before the draft so that if they don't walk away with something, they're not screwed. And they did mm-hmm. not do this. They, they left themselves, right. they, they painted themselves into a, a, hole, a corner here and have a glaring hole left guard and they could still turn around. And like for all, you know, again, some of it would be a, a lot of mocks and I'm sure you see this too. And I know you're not like focused on the interior offensive lineman, but a lot of mocks have Kenyon green or Zion Johnson falling out of night one. And and then, you know, we mentioned the Friday morning grades, the, there, there will be, and we can guarantee you all, on every major network uh, a segment on friday morning that are like these are the uh, uh, the players that teams need to be on the phone right now trying to get to the top of the order on, mm-hmm. on in the second round to, to pick and so like if i have to like truly paint a fever dream it's that dallas trades back with kansas city or somebody in the first round picks up an extra third round pick or something that can then be used as am- ammunition to move up again on friday morning and they can walk away again this is my nirvana with Traylon Burks and one of the two guards that falls, that would be a pretty huge win for them. I think that's possible, but it is yeah. like everything else contingent upon things falling their way. Yeah. I think that's a like realistic best case scenario. Just like you could say, I don't think it's likely that the Eagles get both Jordan Davis and Jamison Williams, but it's conceivable. It could, it could happen. Like it's not like, out of the realm of possibility. So yeah, those are the kind of the best case scenarios that we'd be um, for. All right, Brandon, that means this time next week, we will have the definitive draft grades for the nfc east how does that make you feel very exciting i am excited okay we talked food we talked nfl um last thing i watched the batman last weekend not bad i i really thought it was gonna suck and it was not bad so i want to see it uh I was thinking about asking, mooching off someone's HBO Max. If someone wants to give me <laughs> No, don't actually do that. Um, uh, I'll, I'll figure out a way to watch it at some point. I want to see it. Uh, I do like the concept of, at least I, I don't really know a ton about it. I haven't read a ton of the reviews, but some of the things I've heard in passing are that it's more like kind of mystery based. And I like that idea. I like uh, the idea of a superhero movie kind of taking it in different directions. Like, cause I think a lot of people just think, superhero movie so it's action what well, it doesn't right. necessarily have to be it could be yeah more mystery based or right, even horror right. based or whatever 
um this sounds dumb um because i've never seen sin city but like and i was talking to our great friend the whiskey influencer about this um it reminded it had like sin city vibes like where's my like, invite by the way the whiskey influencer hey, I gotta just, be, why am i i've not been invited to be on the i mean he did last week when i um, infiltrated your that's all thing. i'll say anyway batman is by the way the official superhero of the nfc east because i am batman here you are mm. the joker um which i like means, how people call batman detective i like that um so i'm batman you're the joker before we leave uh ed and stabby are who stabby's uh, so the riddler like e very mm, easily the riddler wow okay. so dc so that leaves what for ed ed is maybe penguin yeah kind of kind of soft soft spoken but calculated in what he yeah, says a little bit older that. not like the only thing but I right, think right, that's, right. yeah okay all right so that makes makes, makes blogging the boys my batmobile because it's my vehicle you know what i mean so you got to get a purple suit. That's your assignment for next week's uh, NFC East mixtape. Uh, if you want to see BLG uh, wear a purple suit on the NFC East mixtape, tweet at us. He is on Twitter at Brandon Gotten. I am at RJ Ochoa. If at least five people tweeted us and use the hashtag. I am not agreeing um, to this purple mixtape so hashtag purple mixtape blg oh. will wear a purple suit next week five five tweets that's all it takes he Picking swears the worst time of year like the busiest time of year for me to like go out and find like he said it he'll do color. it he told Never me said it five tweets and he will wear a purple suit like the joker that he is hashtag purple i wish mixtape. i had a purple suit to be clear but uh... um brandon the final words however many you want belong to you send us home my man everyone we appreciate you listening the draft is here it's exciting we would appreciate if you not only left a rating and review that's all good but also why not tell a friend about the nfc mixtape doesn't have to be a fan of the same team that you root for be you know like an eagles fan friend or a giants fan friend whatever you know just tell someone spread uh the word by word of mouth and uh <laughs> we appreciate it uh sincerely blg and hot fry